You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord on this Tuesday, on this very cold Tuesday. Amen. Uh, on Jan- in January the 22nd. Amen. This is when Christmas Speak Talk Radio. I'm Reverend Ray. Today's broadcast is Sister Bound in Grace with Minister Vanessa Wim. Her topic is Don't Be Moved by What You See. Are y'all ready? It's going to be an awesome word that she's given today for you. Um, especially what is going on right now for those uh, that are listening um, uh, across the world. Amen. The United States um, government is, is, is going through a shutdown. So that's about um, 800,000 um, um, people, uh, employees that are not working right now, um, not including uh, those that are um, uh, uh, not, they, but they work indirectly or, or they are uh, contracted out uh, from the government, okay? So contracted where everybody, everybody's hurt. Okay, so uh, we're glad that Minister Vanessa is doing this word. This is an awesome word. I want you to share the word. Uh, I got a chance to listen to some of it earlier, and basically, you just want to encourage somebody today. Okay, all right. Listen, um, Minister Vanessa is on every every Tuesday at seven p.m. Okay, I'm, I'm, I don't want to do all the, the different announcements that we normally do. We'll probably do that at the end and everything. But I want us to go ahead and get started. This is an awesome message. This is going to bless somebody. This is going to encourage somebody. Um, no matter where you are, you got to know that don't be moved by what you see. Amen. Amen. Bless God. We'll see you after the broadcast. Minister Vanessa Williams. Well, praise the Lord and good evening, good night, good morning, whatever time of the day or whatever time of it is, wherever you are right now. I'm just encouraged and Happy New Year. I'm just encouraged to um, be with you one more time to just share some words of encouragement. This topic tonight will be don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what you see. And our main text is going to come from Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let us go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, Lord God, trusting and believing, God, that your word would go forth, Lord God, as you said it would, and that it would not return unto us for it, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, God, for giving us another opportunity to serve you. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us another opportunity, Lord God, to just share some words of encouragement with someone tonight, Lord God, that they would be encouraged enough to move on and to continue to do your will, Lord God, or that their soul would come crying out to you, what must I do to be saved? Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to be a vessel that you can use, Father. And right now, Lord, we ask that you humble us, Lord God, that we would decrease, that your word would increase in our lives, Father, that you would get all the honor, that you would get all the glory, and that you would get all the praise. We thank you, Father, for this broadcast ministry when Christians Speak Talk Radio. We thank you, Father, for giving us, again, another opportunity to share your word with someone in hopes of taking them a little further, a little further in doing the things that they need to do for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 Don't be moved by what you see. You know, the Word of God lets us know that He has given each of us a measure of faith. You see, it's this substance called faith that tells you that your feet will take you wherever you need to go in the morning. Whether you get up out of the bed and you go to the bathroom, to the kitchen, or out the front door, how do you know when you put your feet down on the floor that it's not going to take you somewhere? That's faith. 
Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see, it's the substance called faith that tells you when you put your key in the car ignition that that car will start. It's the substance called faith that tells you that you can do the most simplest of tasks. So you have the faith. You just need to exercise it. For again, God has given each of us a measure of faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So throughout this message, we just want to encourage you not to be moved by what you see, not to be moved by what you hear, not to be moved by what you fear. Just put your faith in God and trust and believe that he would do what he has promised to do. What a beautiful gift this is, the substance called faith. So your situation doesn't look real good right now. Everything seems to be out of whack. Everything around you seems to be going crazy. The circumstances in the world seems to be so dismayed right now. You're furloughed. You know someone who's furloughed. You're not receiving a paycheck. And it's not because of anything you have done or haven't done, but it's because of the craziness of this world. And you say to me, how can you tell me not to be moved by what I see or hear? Sister, you don't know what I'm going through. But I'm here to encourage you that I don't need to know what you're going through because God does. And his word is firm. His word is firm. His word says that it would never, never return unto him void. And so if his word says that he will take care of you, trust and believe that he will take care of you. You see, your current circumstances should not dictate your trust in God. And your trust in God should not depend on your current circumstances. Let me say that again. Your current circumstances, whatever they may be, should not dictate how you trust God. Your trust in God should not depend on your current circumstances. Sure, you've got bills to pay, and it may appear there is no way. Sure, your food supply may look like it's getting low, and you sometimes get a little weary. Sure, you are resorting to robbing Peter to pay Paul because you don't know when that next paycheck is going to come. But again, I say to you, don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what you hear. Don't be moved by what you feel. Stay tuned to the Word of God, knowing trusting and believing that the best news outlet is the Word of God. The best news outlet is the Word of God. And the Word of God will reassure you that the best is still yet to come. Sure, weeping may endure for a night, but guess what? The joy, the unspeakable joy that comes from knowing, trusting, and believing in our Savior Jesus Christ will, will sure enough manifest itself in the morning. In spite of troubling times, in spite of bad news all around us, God is still God, and He is still in control. In spite of my, what it might look like, in spite of what it might feel like, in spite of what it might sound like, God is still God, and He is still in control. So I want to spend a few minutes encouraging you to trust God, especially when it doesn't make sense to do so. All your senses tell you to take matters into your own hands, that God doesn't hear your prayers, that he's too busy to care, that this is something way bigger than anything else, and you want to run. You want to escape. You know there is really nowhere to run. You know there is really nowhere to escape. But it feels like the pain is too unbearable for you right now. It looks like the mountain is too high for you right now. It may seem like nobody really cares. I'm here to tell you. I'm here to encourage you and to let you know that the devil is a liar. That God does hear your prayer. That he is always with you. There is nothing too hard for God. I'm here to tell you that God does care and that he is still still with you regardless of your circumstances. I'm here to tell you right now that the only escape route you need to take is the one that leads you straight to the throne room of God. For Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is alive and well, and it serves as a reminder to us that we should not be moved by what we see, hear, or feel. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord 
with all your heart. Lay not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Amen. He shall direct your path. Sometimes, oftentimes, things come at you unexpectedly, like a government shutdown that impacts your pay. Sometimes, oftentimes, trials and tribulations meet you around the corner, like a wayward child or a good relationship gone bad. Sometimes, oftentimes, circumstances seem to overtake you. Sometimes, you may wonder when you will ever see the light at the end of the tunnel. But again, I'm here to encourage somebody, don't be moved by what you see. Don't trust your senses. Trust God. Don't you dare give up. Take Daniel, for example. Daniel, who had found favor with the king, and there here's a plot, a plot was being formed to get rid of him because of jealousy. And so he is being tossed into a lion's den because he refused to obey the king's order. Let's go to Daniel, the sixth chapter of Daniel. Darius the Medes decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces, and he appointed a high officer to rule over each province. The king also chose Daniel and two others as administrators to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interests. Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officers. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place Daniel over the entire umpire. How many know when you begin to find favor with God, others will begin to seek, seek jealousy against you? Then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs. But they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. Daniel was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. So they concluded, our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the rules of his religion. The sixth verse. So the administrators and high officers went to the king and said, Long live King Darius. We are all in agreement. We administrators, officials, high officers, advisors, and governors that the king should make a law that would be strictly enforced. You see, they are forming a plot because they're out to get Daniel now, you see. So the word goes on to say they're telling the king to give orders that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions. And now, your majesty, issue and sign this law so that it cannot be changed. An official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. The king did not realize what he was signing, did he? But he signed the law. He didn't realize that when he signed this law. He would be doing Daniel harm. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home. And guess what he did? He went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with his windows open towards Jerusalem. This is something he did every day, three times a day. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. Can you see Daniel? Can you see him praying? And the windows are open so you know people are listening to him praying as he always did. Can you imagine the enemy saying, he's not even changing. He's not even changing. He continues to pray. So then the 11th verse said, Then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying and asking for God's help. So they went straight to the king. Here they are plotting. They went straight to the king and reminded him of his law. Did you not sign a law that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions? Here they, try, here they are clearly tricking the king. Yes, the king replies, that decision stands. It is an official law of the land that cannot be revoked. Then they told the king, that man Daniel, one of the captains from Judah, is ignoring you and your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. Oh, boy, I can imagine the king knowing what the plot was now, but couldn't do anything about it because he had already signed this law into effect. Can you imagine how he must have felt? But guess what? We're going to fast forward to verse 16. Verse 16, the, the king had no other choice but to give orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den 
of lions. So the king says to Daniel, may your God, whom you serve so faithfully, rescue you. So a stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and the seals of his noblemen, so that no one could rescue Daniel. I imagine the king's heart was was heart was 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 really heavy at this time because he knew what he had done, not knowing what he was doing. He knew what he had done, not knowing what he was doing. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night fasting. He refused his usual entertainment, and he couldn't sleep at all that night. Very early the next day, the next morning, the king gets up and hurries out to the lion's den. I believe he's expecting something. He doesn't know what, because, but he's expecting something because the word of God lets us know that he calls out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God, whom you serve so faithfully, able to rescue you from the lions? <laughs> was your God, whom you serve so faithfully, able to rescue you from the lions? The king holds his breath, but Daniel responds, long live the king. Long live the king. My God sent his angels to shut the lion's mouth so that they would not hurt me. For I have been found innocent in his sight. And I have not wronged you, your majesty. Mm, amen. You see, Daniel was not moved by what he saw or what he heard. He stood fast to the promises of God. And what the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around for Daniel's good. God himself shut the lion's mouth so that Daniel was not destroyed. Oh, what a witness. Don't you know God would take that bad situation and turn it around for your good? Don't be moved by what you see, my sister. Just trust God. Let's take another look at another example. Look at the example of the three Hebrews boys. Here in um, Daniel, the third chapter, King Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide and set it on a plain of Delrod. Durad, and the province of Babylon. Then he sent messages to the high officers, officials, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the provincial officials to come to the dedication of the statue that he had set up. Talking about gold image he had set up. So all of these officials came, and they stood before the statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald shouted out, People of all races and nations and languages, listen to the king's command. When you hear the sound of the horn, the sound of the flute, the sound of the harp, pipes, or any other instrument, musical instruments, you are to bow down to the ground and worship King Nebuchadnezzar's golden statue. Anyone who refuses to obey will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Seventh verse. So at the sound of the musical instruments, all the people, whatever the race or nation or language, bow to the ground and worship the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. But, but, some of the astrologers went to the king and informed on the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, Long live the king. You issued a decree requiring all the people to bow down and worship the gold statue when they hear the sounds of these musical instruments. That decree also states that those who refuse to obey must be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews, dear king, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge of the province of Babylon. They pay no attention to you, your majesty. They refuse to serve your gods, and they do not worship the gold statue you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. When they were brought in, King Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the gold statue I have set up? I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But, and get this, if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace, and then what God, what God will be able to rescue you from my power? Well, the 16th verse lets us know that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, 
We do, not, do, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. We do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But, get this, even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the golden statue that you have set up. Mm, mm, mm. Talking about faith. You're talking about trusting and believing in God. You're talking about stay taking a stand. The next verse says, Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with these three Hebrew boys that his face became distorted with rage. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. Then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind these three Hebrew boys and to throw them into that blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace, fully dressed in their pants, their turbans, their robes, and their other garments. And because the king in his anger had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, guess what? The flames killed the soldiers as he threw the three men in. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, securely tied, get that, fell into the roaring flames. But suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisor, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did. And they replied, look, the king shouted, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire, unharmed, and the fourth looks like a god. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. Mm, mm, mm. What a witness, what a witness. What the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around for their good. God took a bad situation and turned it around for good of those who love him. I'm telling you right now, don't be moved by what you see. Just trust God. You see, these three Hebrew boys were facing probably the first storms of their lives, but God. And the midst of the storm came down himself to rescue them. You see, the storms may look dark and dreary right now. It may appear that there's no light, nowhere in sight. But the sun's right behind the clouds just waiting to bust through. Yes, the sun will come out. Just trust God in spite of your circumstances. Don't give up. Make no difference what it appears. Makes no difference what you feel. Makes no difference what others say. Just trust the awesome, mighty, powerful hand of God to move on your behalf. Satan is a liar. God is a promise keeper. I'm here to encourage you tonight. Get this. Satan is the enemy, and he's already defeated. He's a liar. God is a God of promises. Don't trust your senses. Trust God. Don't take my word for it. Take the word of God. 2 Corinthians 1, 20 says, For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Whatever you may be going through at this very moment, even financial difficulties, physical challenges, mental, emotional challenges, guess what? Whatever it is, I want to encourage you that God has not left you. He's still with you. Jesus said in his word, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you always, even to the end of the even until the very end. I'm here to tell you that your faith is just being tested. I recall something someone said years ago, a faith that has not been tested can't be trusted. At that time, I really didn't focus on what they meant. But let's think about this. Faith, which is a substance of things hoped for. If you don't go through anything, if you don't go through any test, how do you know that you can trust God? When you awake in the morning, how do you know that you'll be able to walk unless you put your feet on the floor and take a step? Without thinking about it, because you have been able to walk so many times before this day, you tested your feet without really ever thinking about it. When you got into that car to drive, how did you know that the car would start unless you turned the ignition on? Without thinking about it, because it started for you so many times before, without thinking about it, you tested the ignition. Well, Faith is action, 
and faith is a spirit. For the word of God tells us that faith without works is dead. James 2.20. Faith without works is dead. I want you to think about that for a minute. Because we use faith every day for all kinds of actions, we don't really think about it. Faith, the substance of things hoped for, while at the same time it's not evidently seen. We need to get to the point that just like we trust our feet to carry us each step, we trust our faith in God to sustain us. Don't be moved by what you see. Just trust God. Don't be moved by all the news media and what you hear. Just trust God. Don't be moved on by what you feel. Just trust God. You need to get to the point that just like you trust God to start that car, just when you get in it, you trust our faith in God to sustain us. Trust God in spite of what it looks like. That's faith. Trusting God in spite of what it sounds like. That's faith. Trusting God in spite of what it feels like. That's faith. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We need to get to the point that even though I can't see God, I can still trust him. We need to get to the point that even though I can't feel God, I can still trust him through experience. Don't allow circumstances to move you. Trust, just trust God to raise you above the circumstances, for God is a promise keeper. Regardless of how I feel about this situation, I'm going to trust God. Regardless of how the situation may appear, I'm going to trust God because God is a promise keeper. I just come here to encourage you tonight. The Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is still very much alive. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Acknowledge all that is good and great about him. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Acknowledge that he is Jehovah God. Acknowledge that he is your provider. Acknowledge that he is your healer. Acknowledge that he is a way out of a way maker out of all ways. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge God that he is a regulator of the heart. Acknowledge God that he will keep your mind on perfect peace. Acknowledge him. You see, you got to go through something for faith that hasn't been tested can't be trusted. How do you know that you can really trust your faith in God if you don't go through something and know that it was God that brought you through that ordeal? Sure, it's easy to say when everything's going fine, oh, yes, I have faith, and I know with confidence that my faith will get me through anything. Sure, it's easy to say I will trust in the Lord regardless of what's going on around me. I will trust the Lord until I die. Yeah, you can sing those songs. It sounds all good, but then wham, something happens. Illness comes and tries to attack your body, and your body becomes racked with pain. A staggering medical report, and your mind might wander over into the unknown, allowing fear to slip in. What am I going to do? Who am I going to call? What do I lean on now? Do you start mumbling, grumbling, and complaining about the situation? Or do you stand up in your own God-given image and declare with conviction that regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what it sounds like, regardless of what it feels like, regardless of what it smells like, I'm going to trust God. Even though it may look bleak, will you say with confidence from the depth of your soul that your hope is built on nothing less but Jesus' blood and righteousness? <clears throat> will you rely on your faith? Or will you find yourself questioning God? Why God? Why are you allowing this to happen to me? Will you find yourself conflicted with emotions? Or will you stand still on the promises of God? Don't be moved by what you see. Just trust God. I'm here to encourage you that if you don't go through anything, your faith is not being tested. And if your faith isn't being tested, how do you know that you know that you know that you know that you can trust your faith? Faith versus fear. False evidence appearing real. Your situation is real. Your pain is real. But your faith is your faith walk real. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Even during hard times, even during painful times, even during trials and tribulations, there is hope. And that's what faith is all about. Romans 8, 24 lets us know that we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for? Basically, I don't need to hope for something that's right here. I don't need to hope for something that's evidently right here. 
I need to trust God. I need to trust God. Sometimes, just sometimes in the midst of life, in the midst of our circumstances, in the midst of our trials, in the midst of our storms, sometimes life happens. Yes, you will get weary. You get tired. And you need a refuel. You need a refreshing. When this happens, you need a boost. So this is a reminder for you of, for you of the sustaining power of the Word of God. And what God is able to do. In spite of yourself. In spite of what you may think. In spite of your situation. Don't be moved by what you see. Trust God. A word of encouragement for today. Hang on in there. Don't give up. You need a reminder. Here's one right now. That he who promised is indeed well able to deliver you from every circumstance, to heal you from every illness, to stabilize you, to protect you from any danger, to even save you from yourself. Jude 1, 23 says, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. We're talking about God and his faithfulness. He not only keeps us from falling, God, Jesus returns to the Father and justifies us with his blood. He presents us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. You see, while we are running this race, Satan continues to accuse us before God. That's why we need to encourage each other. Hang on in there, sister. You can do it. You can make it. Hang on in there, brother. Sure, the money may not be coming in like you wanted to. But trust God that in spite of what you see, in spite of what you hear, in spite of what you feel, God is still in control. Sure, that family situation may be tougher than you'd imagine. But trust God in spite of what you see. Hang on in there. Don't be moved by what you see. Sure, that medic report may not have been what you expected, but trust God, in spite of your senses, hang on in there. Yes, you will make it. Sure, it may be taking your body much longer to line up with the word of God, but trust God, in spite of your circumstances, hang on in there. Yes, you will make it. Sure, that relationship that you thought was going to materialize or last forever isn't what you wanted it to be, and you may be wondering, what was the use of spending so much time with someone who is now a thing of the past, with someone who is causing me so much pain? But trust God, in spite of your circumstances, hang on in there. Yes, you can make it. Don't be moved by what you see. You see, during this race, you may be confronted with situations that may temporarily discourage you. People may come in your path. They may temporarily ridicule you to get you to quit this race. Satan is doing his job. He uses people to discourage you. Sometimes he uses those that are even closest to you. And they might not even realize that they're being used. But you have to depend on the word of God. The word of God that lets you know great is he that is in me than he who is in the world. The word of God that lets you know no weapon formed against you shall prosper. The word of God that lets you know if God be for you. I say, if God be for you, he is more than the world against you. Did you get that? If God is for you, he is more than the world against you. So don't give up. Hang on in there. You can make it. I'm encouraging you tonight. Maybe God will have someone else to encourage you. Maybe he just wants us to encourage each other. Sometimes we just need to reevaluate ourselves. Am I going the distance? Question. Am I allowing my faith in God to sustain me? Question. Is this enough? This is a self-evaluation, if you will. Am I confident of this very thing? That he who begun a good work in me will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Is the life I'm living a great example of what a Christian life should be? During this brand new year, 2019, in spite of trusting your senses, like you've done in 2018. Make a concerted, conscious decision to trust God. Make a concerted, conscious decision not to be moved by what you see. Hebrews 11th chapter, the 6th verse says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So here in 2019, Strive to please God, and you cannot please him if you're not using your faith. If you're not exercising that measure of faith that he has given you, you're not pleasing God. Am I trusting in the Lord with all my heart? Am I leaning not unto my own understanding? Am I acknowledging him in all my ways? Question. 
when situations arise, is the word of God hidden in my heart so that I do not sin against him? Self-evaluation. When the race appears to get rough, when you can't seem to focus, just call on scriptures that will remind you that it's already all right. It's already all right. Scriptures that remind you that the battle is not yours, that it's the Lord's. And guess what? He's already fought the battle, and he already won it. Now our faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I don't see my way clear right now, but I'm going to hold on to my faith. Faith, the substance I'm going to hold on to, regardless of what it may look like. Faith, trusting, believing that the evidence will manifest itself in God's own timing. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. I'm going to keep on hoping. I'm going to keep on trusting. I'm going to keep on believing, for I know it's coming soon. Faith, the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. Brothers and sisters, especially when you're going through, you need to stop and encourage somebody else. For the scripture says, when you are strengthened, strengthen your brother. When you are strengthened, strengthen your brother. In a world such as the one we're living in right now, if you don't put your trust in Jesus, who are you going to put your trust in? Who's going to protect you? If you don't put your trust in Jesus, who's going to sustain you? You can go the distance if you're fully persuaded that he would not suffer your foot to be moved. You can go the distance if you're fully persuaded that the Lord is indeed your keeper. Are you fully persuaded that God is God and without him there is no other? Are you prepared to go the distance no matter what? Because you know that you know that you know that he is your refuge, a very present help in the time of trouble. Are you persuaded that your hope was in Jesus? And are you fully persuaded that Jesus is the only one that you to put your hope in? Don't go around with the head hanging down as one without hope. Because if you're fully persuaded of just who he is, you would not be moved by what you see. You wouldn't worry about tomorrow. You would not worry about what's going to happen in the political arena. For you would know that there's no need to worry about anything. For the word of God tells us not to worry about tomorrow. For God will take care of tomorrow. Just like he took care of yesterday. Just like he's taking care of today. Didn't God know in last year in 2018 that there was going to be a government shutdown? And did he not know that you were a federal employee and that you would get impacted by this? Didn't God know that? Didn't he know it? But then if he knew it, and because he made you, and because you were created in his image, and because he loves you so much that he sent his own son Jesus to die on the cross for your sins, do you think he's just going to leave you out there? Do you think he's just going to leave you hanging? Do you think that he's not going to make a way for you to escape? Do you think he not, that he does not have a ram in the bush? Just trust God in spite of your senses. Don't give up. Don't give in. Trust God. Yes, you can go the distance because God is a preserver. Don't give up. Yes, you can go the distance because God is your protection. Don't give up. Yes, you can go the distance because God, through his precious Holy Spirit, is our comforter and our guide. Don't give up. And guess what? When the race seems weary, when the race seems hard, and I get that. I know it's going to seem weary and hard sometimes. It does seem weary and hard for me at times as well. But when the struggle seems to be bearing down on you, all you've got to do, because you have everything you need built in within you, all you've got to do is listen to the guidance of, guidance of his sweet Holy Spirit. Listen to his voice. He says, you can do it. You can do it. Just trust me. And troubling waters, just trust me. You see, the Holy Spirit will not steer you wrong. He'll keep you on the right path. Even in the midst of the stormy weather, God is still with you. So trust God in spite of your senses. You see, all of us will experience some type of storm in our life at some point or another. Some of us may be tempted to go and hide from the storm, while others wish it would go away or they're the, the to simply decide to live in fear. But we know that God has given us many weapons to ride out this storm. You see, we have the power to choose what we would do in the midst of this storm. I choose to ride out the storm. What about you? You see, the storms of life will rage in your life, and sometimes you may not know your left from your right. You may not know your head from your toe. Sometimes you may feel like you don't even know which day it is. But as Christians, I'm here to tell you that we got everything we need to ride this storm out. Christians, we have 
everything we need to rat out this stuff. You see, Christ came to set us free. Are you walking in your freedom tonight? Christ came that we may live life and live it more abundantly. Are you walking in a life that is abundant right now? It is my hope that when you are going through a storm right this very moment, it is my hope that whether you are going through a storm this very moment, or if you know of someone who may be going through one this very moment, it is my hope that this message will somehow inspire you. It is my hope that this message will somehow encourage you. It is my hope that this message will somehow propel you to ride this storm out, knowing that you are already victorious through Christ Jesus. Isn't that what his abounding grace is all about? It is my hope that you would not be moved by what you see, that you would trust God in spite of the storm. I'm just here to encourage you to ride out the storm, for there is hope even in the midst of the storm. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 1, 3 says, His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the bed. Ride out the storm. You see, there is peace. There is peace. You don't have to ask Him for peace. You need to embrace the peace that He's already given you. You need to ask Him for what He's already given because the Word of God says Jesus is the the spirit of peace. He is the prince of peace. So if you have the spirit batted in you right now, you have peace. You need to embrace what he's already given you. You need to take authority you need to take authority with what you already have through the blood of Jesus Christ. And you say, I can ride out this storm. You say Jesus says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give with you, not as the world giveth give unto you. You see, the world can't give you any peace. Stop looking to the world for peace. Stop looking to the world for answers. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He is the author of our minds, our souls, our spirits. The Word of God in Psalms 138.7 says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thy hand against the wrath of my enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. John 16.33 says, These things, and this is Jesus speaking here, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me, in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. John 16th chapter, 33 verse. You see, there is an almighty God, an unchanging God, an unchanging rock of ages. This is the one I asked you, I bet with you, I plead with you to trust in. Even in the midst of your storm, you can ride it out. Trust in the Lord who is more than enough. Trust in the Lord who is the same yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews 13th chapter and 8th verse. Trust in the Lord and the God who tells us that his grace is sufficient for us. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Second Corinthians 12th chapter and the ninth verse. Trust in the God who instructs you and teaches you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Psalms 32nd chapter. There is strength in holding up to the master's hand. Don't be moved by what you see. Though he stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. Psalms 37th chapter and the 24th verse. Don't be moved by what you hear. Say to those with fearful hearts, Be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. Isaiah 35th chapter and the 4th verse. Renew, renew your mind daily. Renew your mind daily. Don't be moved by what you see. Focus on those things that Philippians 4, 8 tells us to focus on. Philippians 4, 8 says, Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever thing is right, whatsoever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Instead of focusing on the negative, focus on the positive things that come from God. Instead of focusing on the negative things that are going all around you, focus on knowing what you can do through Christ who strengthens you. You see, there is freedom. Grab hold of your freedom, even in the midst of the storm. Break the task of Break the task of bondage. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Second Corinthians, third chapter. Trust in the Lord who made the eyes. God who made the eyes, can he not see? 
God who made our ears, can he not hear? He knows all, sees all, and cares about us all. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. If any of you lacks wisdom, the word of God lets us know in James to ask him for wisdom. Ask him for wisdom. When the storms of life are surrounding you, are you so caught up in the storm that all you want is for God to remove the storm? Or do you ask God to help you embrace his peace as you go through the storm? Do you take the time to say, Lord, even in this storm, speak to me, Lord, for your servant is listening. For you see, sometimes it may appear that God is asleep when you're going through, but my God, my God never sleeps. My God never sleeps. He knows all things. He never sleeps. Never sleeps. All we need to do is help ask him to, ask him to help us embrace what he's already given us, his spirit of peace, his spirit of patience in the midst of the storm. In the midst of the storm. Don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what you hear. Don't be moved by what you feel. Just trust God. If you only trust him and believe in his word. If we would only trust him and believe in his word. Then we would have no problems ignoring our five senses. You see you could be made whole by accepting Jesus Christ as your savior right now. So all these things. These words of encouragement I have shared with my brothers and sisters in Christ. You have what you need to weather in a storm but now if you have not made that most important decision of your life if you have not accepted jesus christ as your savior you cannot do it alone you don't have the power to do it alone you cannot make this journey alone if you have not accepted jesus christ as your savior right now that means if you're not saved if you're not repented of your sins and accepted jesus into your heart right now in other words if you're not 100 percent sure you will spend eternity in heaven right now you can't do it alone so i want you to listen very carefully nobody can save you but god trust jesus today you see there's only one way to god and that's through his son, Jesus Christ. John 14th chapter, the 6th verse, Jesus says unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Acts the 4th chapter, and the 12th verse says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. So are you saved? Are you born again? Have you made the confession that Jesus Christ is your Lord? You see, you can make that confession right now. For Romans 10, 9 says that if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So are you ready to make that very important, the most important decision of your life right now? Then I'll give you the E, but this is what you need to do. And it's not complicated at all. According to the word of God, Romans 3.10 says you need to admit first that you are a sinner. For Romans 3.10 as says, as it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. Then you need to be willing to repent, which means you need to be willing to turn from your sin. Third thing you need to do is believe that Jesus Christ died for you, that he was buried and rose from the dead. Romans 10.10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The fourth thing you need to do is through prayer, invite Jesus to come into your life to become your personal Savior. You can do that right now. For Romans 10.13 says, For whosoever, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be prayed. Child, be saved. So what to pray? Repeat this after me. If you're sincere with a repentant heart and you want this new life in Christ that I've been talking about, pray this prayer after me. Dear God, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Yes, I believe that Jesus Christ shed his precious blood and died on the cross for my sins. I am now willing to turn from my sin. I now invite Christ to come into my heart and my life as my personal Savior. Amen. You are truly my brother and sister now. If you trusted Jesus as your personal Savior, you have just begun a wonderful new life in him. So now, praise God. Don't you know the angels in heaven are rejoicing right now? The angels in heaven are rejoicing over one soul to come crying out to him. One soul. 
who repents and one soul who accepts Jesus as their Savior. Get a good Bible and read it every day. Talk to God in prayer every day. Get baptized, worship, fellowship, and serve other, with other Christians in a local church where Christ is preached and where the Bible is the final authority. And then, don't be selfish with this. Tell others about Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for souls that have just accepted you, Father. We thank you, Lord God, for this word that you have given us to share with your people, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that we hope, Lord God, that we have encouraged someone, Lord God, not to be moved by what they see, not to be moved by what they hear, but to trust you, Lord God, to trust in you, Lord God, with all their heart and lean not to their own understanding. We thank you, Lord God, that your word has gone forth and that you have said in your word, when it goes forth, it will not return unto you empty-handed so we thank you lord god that it has gone out and accomplished that which you have purposed for it to accomplish we give you the honor we give you the glory and we give you the praise lord god because you and you alone are worthy you're worthy lord god you're worthy to be praised we thank you we adore you in jesus name thank god amen amen and amen Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Minister Van, for an awesome word. Praise God. Don't be moved by what you see. This is definitely a timely, timely word for the people of God um, at this time. So uh, real quick, I want to remind you that you'll be able to listen to the broadcast again in this tally, probably about about 20 minutes. Um, it's going to cycle through the different platforms and everything. Amen. So we thank Minister Minister Ben again. Um, she's on every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Amen. Declaring the finished work of Reverend Pat Randall. It's Thursday at 12 noon. Friday night, Joy with Reverend Ray and Francis. Friday at 7 p.m. Bread of Life with Reverend Ray is Sundays at 7 p.m. Silence to Change with Pastor Paul Morgan is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Our monthly broadcasts are as follows. Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday at 7 p.m. The Bold and the Beautiful with Reverend Novino Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, and Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Adoration with Evangelist Lewis McElwain is every third Monday of the month at 7 p.m. Marriage Takeover the Body of One Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson is every third Sunday at 7 p.m. Hour 3, Real Life, Real Men, and Real Talk with uh, Ray Rose, Alston Green, Cleophus Malone, and Antonio Mitchell is every second Sunday at 7 p.m. Weekly Prayer, this Midday Glory Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon. That's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. This is a free conference call number. The dialing number is 641-715-3580. That's as cold as 732 Please go out and check out our, web, our website at windcrescentspeak.com. We have a little more information out there. We are trying to revamp some things there. Uh, but check us out. They have a little more information about the different hosts and who we are. And um, um, even if you have a desire to sow a seed or donate donation to the ministry, you also can do it on the website. Amen. We are 501c3 company. Amen. So with that being said, thanks again to Minister Vanessa. Awesome word. Don't be moved by what you see. This is when Christians Speak Talk Radio. The show has been His Abound and Grace. Be blessed and know that God loves you. Amen. Amen. Amen.